0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, GCK Potters? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. It's another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast joined by my man, Christopher Benavides of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode 510. And we are breaking down the week 13 NFL game previews. Chris, we took last week uh, slow motion. The week before that, I was in transition with Thanksgiving. It's been quite a while here. Um, We're down in the stretch, though, man. Usually, this would be the last week of fantasy football regular season. We would head into the playoffs. But because of the extended game, week 18 now, we actually have an extra week. So how are you feeling about that? Is it any different for you? Did trade deadlines move up from you? Has it changed anything from years past or is it just you're going with the flow and that's what it is
1: what's up bud yeah um no it hasn't changed much I think I actually kind of enjoy the uh the extra week now because in a few of my leagues I'm still vying for some top spots here um Hmm. one of my leagues I'm still trying to get into the playoffs so it kind of gives everybody who's you know hoping for that extra good week to to come to fruition so I think right now we're we're all still fighting so the extra week helps I think
0: Awesome, man! I get yeah. it. How how are you doing in your leagues overall? Are you looking looking pretty good. Are you going to make the playoffs yeah. in most?
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to be in. uh I think I'm in the playoffs, four of six leagues. So I'll, I'll take that as a win. Uh, I'm in my big money league in my home league. I am in fifth place of twelve and top eight make the playoffs. I think I'm comfortably sitting there. Uh, Alex and Eric, who co-host on the commission Podcast, they're fighting for the eighth spot right now, along with fellow uh tck uh podcaster uh and commish podcaster josh mcdonough fighting for the eighth place so they're all the three of them are are jostling for one spot which is kind of funny
0: love it love it yeah well tis the season man it is uh it is crunch time and Mm -hmm. we're excited to help the tck potters and of course the commish family get into the playoffs and win those hashtag tck titles i'm in eight leagues uh, four of those are dynasty leagues, so they kind of, you know, take care of themselves year after year, but, um, I am in the playoffs so far in five of eight, and I have a chance to make the playoffs in the other three as well. Um, I think I need to basically win out the next two weeks to get in, but, uh, mm-hmm. feeling pretty good about that as well. So it's the season, man. We're ready for it. We got week 13 game previews coming up. Very excited to get into all this action here and, uh, get back at it. You and I have had a, a little bit of a hiatus, Uh, moving forward but um, before we do that i want to give a shout out to our friends at bet online ag chris and i will be right back after this message this episode of the candlestick kids is brought to you by bet online all eyes are back on the gridiron and his teams are back for another football season and as always bet online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season with the new updated site and interface even more odds props and contests bet online continues to be your number one source for everything football Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, write to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, let's get right into this, my man. We got a lot of games to cover here. We got four teams on by this week. We got your Patriots on Monday Night Football. We'll get to that finally. Very excited about it. We do have comments starting to pop in already, starting sits, of course, getting ready for the playoffs. We got some last minute trade talk, too. Some trade deadlines have not yet passed. So if you have any of those questions, Feel free to jump in here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter live. Make sure you find Christopher Benavides and the Commish crew at the Commish FFP on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, and of course, the podcast as well. All right, Chris, let's jump into this, my man. Here we go with the game. Right off the bat here, the Bears and the Cardinals. The Bears are 4-7, and the Cardinals 9-2 and coming off the bye. Should have Kyler Murray and DeHop back. Chase Edmonds still in flux a little bit here. Allen Robinson questionable as well. Darnell Mooney has been playing very well. Cole Komet has been emerging lately. Justin Fields might be back in the place now, although Andy Dalton played pretty decently last week. The Cardinals seven and a half point favorites at home over under 44 and a half.
1: Yeah, so a couple of guys I'm looking at here. I think you you have to roll with James Conner, obviously Edmonds. Still not looking uh, up to speed at the moment, um, but but Connor's honestly, even even if Edmund was you know healthy fully, I still think you have to go Connor here. He's the number two running back in fantasy scoring um, over the what is it, over the past four to five weeks. I think um, he's just been absolute dominant, lights out. The Bears are allowing the 11th most rushing yards per game this season with 118 uh, allowed. So you got to start start Connor with confidence here. Um, also, Darnell Mooney's been playing very well. You just mentioned him. Um, he hauled in 13 receptions uh, from a team high, uh, you know, 30 targets over the past three weeks with 285 re- uh, reception yards and three total touchdowns. Uh, he's kind of, you know, taking on the Allen Robinson role uh, quite nicely. So he's got a um, good wide receiver to play with, uh, with a lot of upside. Cole a little bit of a borderline for me. Um, I, I mean, he obviously had a great game last week and he's a little bit of volatility over the past couple of weeks, but right now the Cardinals are allowing the second fewest PPR fantasy points to the tight end position this this season um and they're number one against uh for tight ends in touchdowns so could be a tricky game for cole commit but i mean they don't have a lot of weapons so this might be a decent star, uh, spot for him the tight end again we'll, we say this every week i feel like when i'm when i'm on here the tight end wasteland position is just not very good so if you're mm-hmm. short in options i feel like you go go with commit here um the cardinals i think should win this one easily um especially
0: with murray likely being back even though he's questionable i agree i will take the cardinals as well yeah let's move on to brady and the bucks versus the falcons here eight and three bucks falcons five and six the bucks 11 point road favorites 50 and a half point over under here ab out once again leonard fournette four touchdowns last time out gronkowski with a vintage gronk smash last game as well playing very well For the Falcons, the whole offense is running through Cordero Patterson. Mike Davis is droppable. Um, Pitts is a tight end with upside, so you got to play him. Uh, Matt Ryan, streamable at best.
1: Yeah, I think you pretty much said it all. You fire up all your your Bucs players. The guy I'm probably going to sit is going to be Matt Ryan. Um, The Buccaneers are posted the sixth best total DVOA rating uh, in the NFL. Um, and for those of you who don't know what that is, DVOA is defense adjusted value over average. Um, and effectively, what that means for a quick short uh, breakdown is it measures a team's efficiency by comparing success on every single play to a league average based on a situation on, and opponent, basically stating that Matt Ryan in a vacuum is going to have a very tough night against the Bucks. So stick with Cordell or Patterson, just because he's a, vol- uh, a versatile player, he's a Swiss Army knife people complaining because he's got the wrrb uh situation with his um in fantasy for his uh category whether or not he's a wide receiver or running back i personally like it i think it's nice um but i think you said everybody else i i would even go as far as to say like be very cautious
0: with kyle Pitts. i just think it's gonna be a tough game for them yeah i agree dexter mccluster back in the day for the titans and the chiefs used to have the running back wide receiver slash i think taste uh Let's see uh Tavon Austin I think had it for a while. There's mm-hmm. a couple of players over the years that have had that kind of running back wide T- receiver. DeSean T- T- I Hill had the
1: QB tight end mix like, The
0: QB Yo, yeah, yeah that was that was just <laughs> bullshit though. <laughs> the running back wide receiver I get. The, the tight end quarterback was was rough last year. All right, let's move on to the Chargers and the Bengals. Chargers 6 and 5, Bengals 7 and 4. Bengals field goal favorite at home. 50 and a half point over under here. Chargers Playing well. Austin Eckler, huge week as well. Herbie, a huge week. Keenan Allen, just two touchdowns on the season, but he's he should have up closer to six. You talk about DVOA, we're talking yeah. about averages. The amount of yardage and catches he should have, roughly six-plus. We know he's not a big touchdown guy, but just two touchdowns is tough. Mike Evans, excuse me, Mike Williams, having a tough time down the field. He's kind of a big play threat only at this point. Jared Cook, streamable, possibly. Bengals, Look, man, your boy Joe Mixon absolutely on fire. Thirty I touches, know. you can't fight with. Nope. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins doing well. Tyler Boyd, unfortunately, out of the mix. And Joe Burrow has been playing well, also. Yeah, I'll listen. I'll give kudos to Joe Mixon here. Everyone knows I've been uh, an anti-Joe Mixoner
1: for for the past couple of seasons. Um, the scars run deep, unfortunately, with me and Joe. So uh, <laughs> I can't undo them. I'm am a battered. Well, I won't say that because that actually applies to him. Anyways, I'll but. move on from. I'll move on from that. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. Uh, point is, is that I'll give him his kudos. He's playing well. He's getting the touchdowns. I think that's the most important thing. He's getting the touchdowns. He's getting the red zone work. He's getting all the carries. All right. Talk about the chargers quickly. Um, Keenan Allen. Yes, I agree with you. No, not a, not a huge tight, uh, touchdown, um, success rate. Uh, but he's still the go-to guy on the team and Herbert, Herbert. So you got to keep playing him. Michael Williams is the guy I'm going to focus on. I think you got to sit him, uh, this week. He's been pretty much like, I don't wanna say droppable, but you, I don't think you can start him right now. Um, since week five, he's only seen the end zone once. Um, and he's topped 40 receiving yards just twice during that span. Like it's not very good. He's ranking uh, number 46 uh in wide receiver fantasy points and PPR points overall. Um, and he's just dude, he's not looking very good. The Bengals, on the other hand, uh their defense is giving up the 13th fewest PPR fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, which includes just seven receiving touchdowns, just tied for third in the NFL uh that's very good. So I think you gotta sit Williams. You gotta play Keenan because he's Keenan. Um obviously start Austin Eckler. He's the he's the guy who's running that team right now. Um so yeah. Chargers are they're a bit of a tricky team. They're I they're underperforming um more than I expected them to this year, just from a football standpoint.
0: Yeah, I agree. And and the one touchdown that Mike Williams did have was that blown coverage for like a 40 plus yard touchdown down the sideline, which he's capable of doing. He's a giant threat obviously in the red zone and you know, they target him. It's crazy, though. Justin Herbert is second in the NFL in deep throw accuracy behind only Kyler Murray, mm. but he's 31st in deep throw attempts, and, like, that's his whole game. Makes right? sense. Right. At yeah. Oregon, that was his, you know, aired out. They run, 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 aired out. And when he was a rookie last year, he lit the league on fire because of his deep ball accuracy. They just aren't throwing the ball deep, and that, of course, is Mike Williams' game. So we'll see if that changes in the second half of the season here. All right, Colts, Texans, Colts at six and six. They've been on fire over the last month of the season here. Texans two and nine Colts, 10 point road favorites, 45 over under here. This is a divisional game. I don't expect the Texans to win it, but a 10 point favorite might be a little bit high. These divisional games, man, you never know what's going to happen here with the Colts on the road. JT automatic, Wentz automatic, Pittman automatic. Jack Doyle had a kind of a vintage game last week. He might be a streamable option if you need somebody on that side of the ball uh, for the tight end position. And then um, Texans, again, it, it every week it kind of comes down to Brandon Cooks or bust. Um, but Terod Taylor in Superflex, if you need to stream with these uh, other quarterbacks on bye week, you could you could go with that. But, you know, Rex Burkhead and, and you know, David Johnson, these kind of guys, I'm just unless you're completely hurting at running back, I would not be going that way.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't have much more to add there, other than I do, I do think I'm feeling pretty confident about Tyrod Taylor here. Um, since his return, he's he's found the end zone twice in every game he's played. Um, and they were both running touchdowns, or he had two running touchdowns against Tennessee, he threw two two passing touchdowns last week against the Jets. Like uh he, he's getting the job done. Um, the Colts this week rank 26th against opposing quarterbacks. So you could have some success there, and Tyra Taylor. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. The locks are the locks on the Colts. Um, I feel pretty good about Carson Wentz. Had a good game last week. Um, the only guy I'm on the fence is about is Michael Pittman. He's the only guy I'm a little bit like. Mm, I don't really know how I feel about him this week. Maybe maybe if you have better options, go against Pittman. But um, yeah,
0: obviously JT's a lock. Let's move on here to the Eagles and the Jets. Eagles five and seven. Jets at three and eight. Eagles touchdown favorite at or on the road, I should say. Um, Forty-five over under, Jalen Hurts four turnovers last week, but he has the ability to take over the game. I'm so confident in him against a defense like the Jets. Miles Sanders nicked up again. Boston Scott was a top waiver wire pickup, but if you know those guys are able to go, I'm I'm good with both of them as as running backs if you're in a tough position. Devontae Smith also questionable, but he should play. He's the only wide receiver I'm interested in, and of course Dallas Goddard weekly. On the Jets side, we're going to get Zach Wilson back, and I am not excited about the run game at that point, point. and Corey Davis is probably the only wide receiver that I would be interested in as well at that point. They have a lot of talent. Elijah Moore has been playing very, very well, but not with Zach Wilson, so we'll see what, what caps up there. But Corey Davis, then Elijah Moore for me, and then distant Jamison Crowder, but I'm not really excited about the Jets per usual.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, on the Eagles side, yeah, I mean they had a pretty, pretty dismal game last week. I think Hurts, you know, look every quarterback's going to have like a pretty bad game, and Hurts had his last week. So you know those are expected from time to time. The guy that I'm looking for here is uh, is going to be uh, Boston Scott actually. So Boston Scott actually led in touches with Miles Sanders uh, dealing with his injury. Um, he was also targeted three times, which is you know a good thing from a, a target standpoint. I probably expect more this week moving forward. Um, and he ended up with double-digit fantasy points despite losing a fumble. So I think you'll see more Boston Scott this week. Um, I'm not exactly sure the status of Kenny Gainwell. I know he got in there, um, but he's kind of been phased out. I feel like over the past you know four to five weeks. Silly, and yeah. And he's a good talent, so I'm not quite sure what the scheme is there. Um, he I'm led the important.
0: team. He led the team in receptions and receiving yards last week. Yeah, overall. Yeah. And he played one drive at the end of the game. Three catches, yeah. 31 yards, led yeah. the team in receptions and receiving yards. Pulling my hair out, man. I've been trying to rep Kenny Gainwell for this whole season. It's just not working, yeah. And he's really good. So I
1: just don't know what – it just feels like they're just not scheming him well at all. Maybe we see more of him this week. Um, but Boston Scott definitely is someone I'm going to be watching for. Tevin Coleman, you already talked about
0: it. Stay away from the running game. Not feeling good about uh Tevin Coleman moving forward here. I agree. All right, Giants, Dolphins. Giants four and seven. Dolphins five and seven. Dolphins are four and a half point home favorites. Forty-one over under. Yikes! That's the uh, it's the worst on this on the week here. Giants, Chris. I'm looking at waivers. Right, looking yeah. at waivers. Checking the wide receiver position. I'm pretty good at wide receiver because usually it's pretty deep and I have some studs and it's worked out. Not too many be- big injuries at wide receiver this year. But I'm looking in the, in like four of my eight leagues. Kenny Galladay. Uh, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony, and Sterling Shepard, all four of those guys are in like the top six available wide receivers I know. in my leagues because they've been dropped because people can't keep them. They've been injured, so they're not reliable, yep. but they've been like totally unpredictable, so nobody's actually playing them. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, yep. Your boy D Jones is always a streamer. You can fire him up, although the Dolphins secondary has finally come around to what we thought they would be preseason. They've been yep. playing much better, good pass rush as well. And then Saquon, Saquon. But honestly, man, I've been fading Saquon since draft mm-hmm. season. I'm still not excited about him. If you need a running back, you fire him up. But otherwise, I would look another way if you can. And nice 30 yard run last week, but that's about it. Um, other than yeah. another burst earlier this season. Evan Ingram, hit or miss as well. On the other side, Tua, another streaming option. Miles Gaskin, I think, is is, you know, he's gonna be a, an auto start with the, you know, running back landscape right now. And then Jalen Waddle is absolutely automatic. He's the number 14 wide receiver in PPR right now in, in fantasy leagues. Absolutely dominating. Um, doesn't have the most uh Jamar Chase has the most rookie receiving yards, but Jalen Waddle has been absolutely phenomenal as well in a far worse offense. Yeah, yeah,
1: I agree with you. So yeah, Angus Siki, on, of course. Yeah, just such a waddle quickly. Um, Chase obviously has all the yards and he gets most of the attention because of you know the early success he's had. Um, he sputtered out a little bit though the last like I would say three to four weeks almost. It feels like Waddle. Uh, Waddle I think has seventy seven receptions on the season. Like he's going to he's going to eclipse one hundred receptions like mm-hmm. easily this year for rookie receiver. That's really really good. And I think it goes understated how tough that is to do that for an entire season. Just to do it for an entire season is very difficult. Um, I don't think Chase is going to do it this year. So if Waddle continues to have a good season and Chase kind of just averages out the way he has been, and it does feel like it's possible defenses have figured out to put the safety over the defense uh, over the top there, limit Chase's abilities to have big plays against the Bay uh, or for the Bengals. I mean, could you, could you make the case that Waddle is in the rookie of the year running? I think so. I mean, he's not going to be Mac Jones, you know, I mean, Mac Jones is Mac Jones, for the for my boy, my, my boy on the Pats, he's also oh. a
0: quarterback. So, any, well, I made any...
1: that I, I made that case, but Brian <laughs> tried telling me it's a stats based stat uh, uh, award and not it's necessarily not. A position. And I it's... told him that exactly. Yeah. So, which I which about... I think is
0: which I think is bullshit. Not to digress too much, but there's yeah. too too often that those MVPs, Heisman's, uh, offensive player of the year awards go to quarterbacks almost automatically. It's like. Mm-hmm quarterbacks have to not earn it for anyone else to have a chance (laughs)
1: exactly right i think that's
0: what makes you know that's what makes i've been listening to ryan leaf's podcast and i have a history with ryan leaf uh i'd call him a good friend at this point he um just releases his podcast bust which i highly recommend everyone listens to it's amazing it's amazing Mm -hmm. it's his whole story playing addiction recovery mental health everything else it's fucking phenomenal go check it out bust by ryan leaf but that draft class, obviously Peyton Manning or the Heisman class, Ryan Leaf, uh, Peyton Manning, Randy Moss, and wow. Charles Woodson ends up winning the Heisman. After mm-hmm. that class, it's been quarterback almost forever with a couple of running back exceptions because right. the quarterback class wasn't there. So it's been it's been tough. But I hear you, Jalen Waddles making a case, Jamar Chase is making a case. Absolutely, Najee not enough, but he has been the the Steelers wouldn't win a game without Najee Harris. So Agreed. I would throw him in the mix as well. But uh, yeah, man, I get kind of fired up about that. Topic. <laughs> no, yeah, dude, I, I hear you, man. It's um, it's good though because I, I guess I guess what I'm trying
1: to say here is uh, let's not sleep on Waddle as you know a better. I would even consider him just a more valuable wide receiver, football and fantasy wise, moving forward, um, above Jamar Chase. So, um, anyways, I did right here. I wanted to just uh, drop this little note. Waddle is on a bomb banana hot sauce hot streak. So wrote, let's go. I wrote that for the pod today. So he's been, he's been an absolutely incredible um scoring a combined 49.3 fantasy points in his last two games. Dude's just been on fire. Um So you got to, he, he's an absolute lock. Just to wrap up this game here, you talked about the the giants. Yeah. They're, they're a bit of a, they're a bit in disarray. I'm conceding the Daniel Jones um situation, pr- partly because of injury. So I'm going to go with the injury play here. Yeah. And,
0: that's a good one to pull. Yeah. Sure.
1: I'm going to lean on that one. Uh-huh. And um you know the, the wide receiver is not healthy. Nothing you can do about it. It's just one of those years. Unfortunately, just hurts because you're wasting Saquon's prime, which is you know I think yep. what everyone's sad about.
0: Yep, and I mean, unfortunately, Chris, for you in that bet. I mean, once John Ross went down, you knew Daniel Jones didn't have a chance. So. I thought it was.
1: I thought John Ross was the X factor. So
0: that's yeah, that's un, that's unfortunate. I didn't mention that in the, uh, in the in the debate. Nope. I want to give a shout out quickly to our friends at Bomb Banana Hot Sauce, of course, led into by our good man. Chris Benavides of the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. TCK is the promo code for 10% off of your bomb banana hot sauce. Banana-based, not banana-flavored. Go to seekthespice.com. They have two different flavors. The white label is the mild. The red label is that hot sauce. The muy muy. Good friends. Shouts out to our friends, Grant and the rest of the team out of Ann Arbor, Michigan from the University of Michigan. The Wolverines, number two in the country after a huge win over Ohio State. Last week in college football, Wolverines are cooking. They're on a hot streak. So is bomb banana hot sauce. Also, before we get cruising on, I want to give a shout out to a new sponsor here on the podcast as well. I want to give a sponsor to our new friends and a new sponsor, Lightbox. With the holidays coming up, you may want to listen to this, folks. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a price that's light as well, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink, beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Light box lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off and priced so they won't have to. They really match any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com and add sparkle to any holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds, never a dull moment. Chris, un-fantasy football related. Over the last year or so, you went ring shopping. Take me through that process really quick. Give me the, give me the, give me the play-by-play of how to run through an actual uh, ring shopping experience for anyone out there going through it bro, I'm
1: gonna have to disappoint you. I actually didn't do any ring shopping unfortunately <laughs> oh that's I, good was uh, it
0: was it passed down? It was yeah, Oh, that's even better okay ah,
1: yeah, I got lucky here um uh, I'm oh, one of that's the, great i'm one of the I'm one of the few men in in this world who uh who's <laughs> who's soon to be fiance had a family heirloom um it was a great it was a grandmother's ring from her great great aunt or something. This is like a two hundred year old ring, um, very, very wow. old, very unique English diamond cut. Apparently, is like they don't do that anymore. So I got lucky; they had it in the family. And when I asked Mrs. Dad, you know, for her hand in marriage, he said yes. And we talked to her mom that that morning. Uh, she brought down the ring and showed me it. So I already okay. that was my process. Unfortunately, I, don't, I wish I could give uh, give the gents uh, <laughs> a better a better way to do things, but um, but unfortunately, I I, uh, I dodged a bullet there with having to spend a lot of money on on a ring. No,
0: I, I I love it, man. That's that's a lot of fun. Well, we got our friends at Lightbox as well. And of course, look, for the gals out there also buying rings, all right? The gals propose as well, and that is an opportunity also. So for anybody out there looking for a ring, check out Lightbox, lab-grown diamonds. So, you know, if you're morally not into the mining of diamonds, which I'm uh, not into personally, then you might be into the lab-grown diamonds as well. So check out Lightbox, a new sponsor of the podcast. Okay, let's move on here. Chris, we've got a couple games left. Vikings and Lions. Vikings five and six. Lions still looking for that first W on the season. 0 10 and one. Yikes. The Vikings, seven point road favorites, 47 over under. For the Vikings, you start your studs. Thielen, great resurgent game last week. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook out one to two weeks. It's going to be the Madison show. Number one handcuffed outside of Tody Pollard in fantasy football last three years, getting another run here. And Kirk Cousins as well. Tyler Conklin, nice streaming option at tight end as well. On the other side of the football, DeAndre Swift, questionable. He might be out as well. And you have Jamal Williams, my man, getting an extra run there. Also, TJ Hawkinson must play tight end, but he's been frustrating this season. No other wide receivers, in my opinion, can be uh counted on there and, and certainly not uh Jared Goff or whichever other Lions quarterback ends up making it out there this week.
1: Yep. I hear you, man. Um, Nothing more to add there other than, you know, everyone starting Alexander Madison. So he's a lock running back one. The Lions defense is uh, the fourth. They're allowing the fourth most PPR fantasy points to opposing running backs. Um, And also Madison has finished in the top seven of fantasy running backs in each of his two starts this season. So the dude's money. Uh, I am very excited to see what happens with him, um, assuming he doesn't stay on the Vikings. I think his contract is up uh, next year, not this year coming, but the year after that, he'll be 25 and pretty much primed to go on a new team, um, ideally, unless the you know unless the Vikings trade cook away, which I wouldn't be surprised if they did that because that's what teams do nowadays. So just have to eat a big contract. So anyways, uh, Madison, yeah, very much looking forward to seeing what happens with him beyond, uh, of course, week 13 this week. The other guy I'm looking forward to is Jamal Williams. So uh, obviously uh, hurt here. Um, Minnesota's defense. We talked about DVOA. They're posting the fourth worst rush defense rated in the NFL at the moment. Jamal Williams might have a sneaky good game here. They obviously rely heavily on on DeAndre Swift. He's going to step right into that role. They're a team that seemingly doesn't like to throw to TJ Hawkinson. So I expect Jamal Williams to have a good game because TJ Hawkinson is just, if he doesn't score a touchdown, I mean, maybe he gets you six points because I, I can't understand it. You can tell I have TJ Hawkinson on one of my squads. <laughs> it's pissing me off. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I agree. TJ Hawkinson has been rough. He he was kind of my preseason. It was, you know, it was uh, Kelsey Kittle, Waller, however you did that preseason. And then mm-hmm. I had Andrews and Hawkinson, but I flipped back and forth and I eventually yeah. went Hawkinson in a couple because of the upside. And there was nobody else there to throw to, right? That's what I thought, too, right? <clears throat> yeah. And obviously, Andrews has been just fucking dominant, which is really yep. fun because he's a great player. And uh, Hawkinson's been tough. He's been injured, and Goff's been terrible, and the Lions have been terrible. Um, so you're right. If he doesn't get that touchdown, he doesn't have that other tight end floor. The other guys can get it with just yardage and catches. Exactly. Hawkinson doesn't seem to be able to do that, unfortunately. All right, let's move on. Here are the Jags and the Rams. Jags at 2-9, and nine, Rams at 7-4. and four. I don't, I don't think the Jags have a chance to win this game, especially in LA. However, the Rams have been reeling the last couple of weeks. And look, the Jags upset the Bills a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, don't uh, don't discredit them too much here. Rams, 12 and a half point favorite. Uh, I'll take the under on that. And you have the over under at 47 there. Um, for the Jags, James Robinson is really the only option. LaVisca, if you need to, I guess. Marvin Jones, if you need to, but I'm not excited about them against the secondary on the Rams side. It's going to be Cup. It's going to be my boy, Van Jefferson. Very excited about him. Uh, but Higby, OBJ, Henderson, who's beat up a little bit, Sony Michelle. all these guys are question marks for me. And, and I would go another direction if I can. And then uh, Matt Stafford is still playable for me, because even though he's had kind of a rough month, he's still putting up 20, 25 fantasy points. And you don't get much better than that in fantasy.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's very difficult to assess this game outside of the definite locks. I think a lot of people are waiting on the Henderson news to see if they're going to mm. be playing Sony Michelle. It's, I've read a report says he's going to be playing. Um, he, he says he's questionable, but he's practicing, uh, or at least getting limited practice in there. So I don't know, I don't know what his status is. It's very difficult to say. Uh, and then the rest of the guys you talked about, dude. Yeah, the Rams, the Rams, the Rams, the Rams, Rams. I don't know what to say about the Rams. Um, they should be better. Uh, they are zero three since acquiring OBJ. I think it's OBJ. Right? <laughs> I'll stick. I'll stick with that. Whew. You know, there's no good answer. You got to go with something. Uh, something that seems like a trend, and it seems like an OBJ trend.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have to look at the common denominator, right? <laughs> Yo, yeah, no, no, nothing else.
1: The, the common denominator. Win the, win.
0: the common yeah. denominator is Odell Beckham. Yeah, we'll 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 see what happens there, man. That's that's unfortunate, man, because you know what a talent. But um mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. All right, let's move on to the 49ers and Seahawks. Big game for those of us in the Northwest here. 49ers six and five, number six seed. Chris, I just want you to know if the playoffs started this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I love doing this when your team is not in it. This is the best part of, of football. If the playoffs started this weekend, you know, five weeks early the 49ers would play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. Do you think Brady and the Bucks would actually have a chance to beat the 49ers right now in the playoffs? I mean the the red hot bomb banana hot sauce hot 49ers Thank, you. That Thank team? you.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. They're a good they're a good team. They're not bad. They are a dude, it's very difficult to beat a run first a good run first team with a quarterback who when when playing in rhythm and in motion can make the throws with a good, talented sec, uh, uh, receiving core around him. That's a tough team to beat. So, mm. not surprised, dude. Not surprised at all. Man, imagine
0: what Nick Mullins could have done with this team. <laughs> exactly. All right. Six and five Niners, three and eight Seahawks. Yikes. Uh, probably, I wouldn't say probably, definitely the most disappointing NFL team on the season. Mm-hmm. And I would say Russ is in the bust category at quarterback most certainly therefore he has trickled down to especially DK Metcalf who did not have a target until two minutes left in the game on Monday Night Football Tyler Lockett still fine because he catches 50 yard bombs from Russ but been very very tough here 49ers a field goal favorite on the road up in Seattle like to see that 46 and a half over under for the 49ers You conceded to Joe Mixon, so I feel it only appropriate that I will concede for one week to Jimmy Garoppolo if you need a streaming quarterback. Debo Samuel, questionable at best. If he plays, I'm not confident in him because he's just been beat up a little bit. I know he's been breaking 70-yard broken tackle touchdowns every week and running the ball for touchdowns. Last week, I believe he had one reception, and he was the number... Was he the number one or number? He was like a top five wide receiver. I forget offhand. He had one catch because he he, <laughs> he ran in two touchdowns yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. um, Brandon Ayuk finally catching his stride in the second half of the season. We have been predicting that here on the show. It finally is that time. It happened last year as well. I've said it a lot last year in the second half of the season. Brandon Ayuk as a rookie was the number four wide receiver in fantasy football this year. Climbing the charts as well. Kittle had did nothing in fantasy football last week, but he's on the field. He's healthy. He's out there. If no Debo, I expect a bigger game from Kittle as well. If Elijah Mitchell plays, you play him. If not, mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson show there as well. On the other side for the Seahawks, look, man, Russ at home. This is not a primetime game. They actually moved this out of Sunday Night Football. They flexed it out because both teams are not as good as they thought they were going to be. But this is still a playoff atmosphere team. Russ has been 0-3 since he's come back. He's played horribly. In Seattle, you know he's going to want to play well against the rival here. I think Russ bounces back. Our secondary is susceptible, unfortunately. If you need to stream Russ, I would do it. If you don't in a single quarterback league, I would move off of him until he proves it. Lock it. You can start DK, you have to start, and then on the running back side man, it's Alex Collins cuz he's the only guy there, but he has not been efficient either.
1: Yeah, okay. The the only thing I'm going to I'm going to DK yeah, oh, dude, man. I don't think you can start him. I really don't. I mean, he was our trending downward player of the week in our playbook, uh, our newsletter, the commission newsletter two weeks ago. And it has not gotten better. It's only gotten worse. And there's there's only one explanation. And Eric's brought it up on our podcast. Play it's Odell. It's,
0: it's got to be Odell.
1: It's got to be Odell. Obviously, <laughs> he's in the same. He's like in the same, you know, uh, he's West Coast. Part of the, he's God, West Coast it. now. So he's okay. just bringing it over. No. So I think Eric's brought this up. Uh Russ came back too soon. That's yeah, It's pretty, I it's agree. pretty, it's pretty obvious from anybody who's not trained to look at a football player that he's overshooting. He's like, he had a throw l- last week in the first quarter where it was just a, a little side route over, over to the side. Running back might've been five yard pass. He, he threw it into the offsides, like by like maybe 10 yards. Like I was like, where are you going with that ball, bro? It's it's throws that are easy to make that he should be making on a routine basis and he's just not making them because he's not comfortable with whatever's happening in his fingers. Um, he's back too soon and it's hurting DK Metcalf. And I agree with you. If you're nervous about D, if you're nervous about starting Wilson, you might move off of him in a one QB league. I you can't trust you can't trust DK Metcalf and it's not his fault. But I think you have to wait to see it. Um, I would rather I would rather sit DK. And play a better uh, and play someone with a safer floor right now and hope to get into the playoffs then start DK and miss the playoffs in your fantasy league so Man. that's me but I
0: don't trust him right now' it's, he's killing teams yeah he is and and in one of my uh more prominent leagues he is kind of the backbone of my core and I I was down like seven points or something last week and I had DK coming up on Monday night I'm like dude lost. you got this yeah Bro, he had, yeah, the one catch or whatever. He didn't even have a target till the end of the game. Yeah. Although I will say this, if you believe in the squeaky wheel narrative, um, it would be this week. Pete Carroll, who I know is full of shit, but Pete Carroll came out and was like, we need to get the ball to DK Metcalf. Okay. Uh, Russ said the same thing, which of course are going to say that. And then DK was just kind of like, look, dude, you know, what do you guys want me to do? I can't, you know, I heard a... I heard a, yeah. a, a nickname on another podcast, Decoy Metcalf, which is really <laughs> <No>. unfortunate.
1: <laughs> but here's what, I'm, but dude, this is what I'm nervous about: is that in the a couple of weeks ago, he was averaging eight targets both games. He ended up with like four receptions for yeah. like 30 yards, and he only ended up with like eight points. Like that's still not going to get it done in your on, on your team. True. So even if they target him more than one target a game,
0: uh, let's say they give him
1: eight targets, uh, it's not like down the field type shit. So. Yeah,
0: obviously, yeah. they just need to go back to Geno Smith. I think that's that's clear in Some, Seattle. Yikes! Know. Whatever Yikes. It is not working? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the Ravens and the Steelers. Ravens eight and three. Steelers five five and one with that tie with the Lions. Ravens four point road favorites. Forty four over under for the Ravens. You start Lamar. You start Andrews. I'm okay with Freeman. Latavius Murray is in the mix as well, but I would not play Latavius Murray. I would play Freeman. Uh, I'm okay with Hollywood Brown. He's getting a shit ton of targets. It's just about efficiency. And, man, I have to back off Rashad Bateman as well. I've been, like, just trying to pump this horse for, like, six weeks. And it's just not happening. Uh, Hollywood Brown is still getting all of the targets. So if you don't have to play Rashad Bateman, don't. Hopefully he blows up on your bench. And hopefully we can play him moving forward. But, uh, unfortunately, he just hasn't exploded the way that I thought he was going to. And, of course, Justin Tucker, automatic. On the other side there for the Steelers, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, I'm still okay with him. Caught a late touchdown last week, even with Eric Ebron in and out of the lineup. Um, But Chase Claypool, you know, might be the doghouse a little bit. Calling out Tomlin, wanting, you know, music at practice, lighting the mood. And Tomlin's like, no, bro, it's the fucking Steelers. Yeah. And uh, you can play receiver (laughs) get the hell out of (laughs) here. So, you know, if if Mike Tomlin could handle fucking Le'Veon Bell and – antonio brown for five years i don't think chase claypool has a has a chance um so i'm not really excited unfortunately chris boswell is another one at kicker you could fire him up but uh yeah these dsts versus each other man i know we don't talk about dsts much but they're usually streaming would you play either one of these uh defenses and there's anybody else i missed on the offenses
1: Yeah, it's a tricky. It's a tricky question on the DST side because
0: Baltimore is not great on defense.
1: Um, from a fantasy perspective, um, they've they been playing the... better, but yeah, they they're have not Baltimore bold. No, exactly right. And the Steelers are, you know, they're, they're okay. So I don't know. It just, you know, do you like where do you think these offenses are going to land? I think this is a get right game for the Ravens. Um, obviously, they squeak out a win on behalf of Lamar's four interceptions. Um, I <laughs> wild. I love the fact that he took. You know, 100% accountability for that. Um, you know, came out in the media. I love Lamar so
0: much, dude. Dude,
1: love it. Love the attitude. Love the leadership. Yeah. Um, I think this is a true get right game, get right game for him. Um, I actually have the Marquise Brown, Lamar Jackson stack in my home league, and I'm very excited this week. I think they're going to have a massive game together. Um, I actually think it's going to be much more of an offensive showdown um, from like an air yard standpoint than a running standpoint. So, uh, yeah. So look for a get right game for the Ravens. Um, no issues there, obviously roll with Andrews. And if you want to start Freeman, go right ahead. I don't know that I'm starting big Ben, but I, I do feel comfortable that I'm starting all the rest of the weapons on the Steelers, Claypool, Johnson, Harris. Um, those are probably the guys I'm going to go with Fremuth. I think you, you talked about, yeah, go ahead. Start them. Um, I don't really have a lot to add to this game. It's kind of a weird wonky, like divisional game that, feels like the Ravens should win and the Steelers are just laying down I feel like yeah like you know kind of how they ended last season almost but in these
0: games over the years these are either 40 to 40 or like 9 to 6 right and I feel like we're going to be closer to probably 17 10 but you just never know anymore in the NFL and I think like the biggest difference is nowadays Big Ben doesn't have The big Ben ability to just take over and air out and doesn't have an arm anymore. Yeah, he doesn't. And, um, Najee Harris is fun for fantasy football because he gets a ton of targets and he gets a lot of looks, but he's not, you know, he's not getting the open lanes, unfortunately. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, it'll be, be an interesting one there. Exactly. All right, two games left here. Let's go to Sunday night football. The Broncos six and five, Chiefs seven and four, Chiefs coming off the bye week, Chiefs nine and a half point home favorites in the division, 47 and a half over under again, Chris, the Broncos beat the chiefs. Uh, should have beat them a second time. These divisional games, man, it doesn't matter how good or how bad the teams are. Um, This is going to be a tough one, man. I, I know we're not, yep. we're not doing a commission bets here, but if, if Alex were on and we were talking about it, I'm taking the Broncos probably to cut into that. Yep, And I might even be taking the under here. Uh, Just I think it's going to be more of a defensive battle in this one, although Andy Reid off of the bye is usually pretty dominant. For the Broncos, look, man, I've been team Javante forever. Melvin Gordon is still startable, of course, but he got nicked up last week. Javante took over, finally, you know, 18 fantasy points, and I think it's going to start turning that direction. I'm good with Javante. Melvin, if he plays, you can fire him up as well. Judy and Sutton, I I know it feels good, but the Chiefs secondary has been playing much, much better. I would audible off of those guys if you can. Teddy I don't want to play if I don't have to and Noah Fant I guess I'd fire up because he's a tight end but not really excited about that DFS maybe you save some save some money and go with Tim Patrick but not very excited about the Broncos offense outside of the running backs for the Chiefs you start your studs Mahomes I'm good with CEH had a nice play two weeks ago before they hit the bye week Darrell uh, Williams is, is out at this point but Ceh is good Kelsey Hill of course um, but that's about it. I, I know that people want Michael Hardman and Robinson and Pringle uh, to be something, but, you know, without Hill going down, I'm, I'm not going to play them outside of DFS. So start your studs in Kansas City, and out with the Broncos, just the running backs for me.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I'll, I'll also note as well, I, I agree with your take on the game. I think a lot of times, you know, when we think about fantasy and how 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 we think a particular player is going to perform, we kind of start to conjure up, the type of game it will that will unfold in front of us and how our players is gonna fit into that, you know, that mold of the game we think is going to unfold. And now you think it's gonna be more of a defensive shootout, which means that you're probably not gonna see as much passing work and more so on the groundwork, which would yeah. give you more license to play at Javonta Williams. And right now, Melvin Gordon still hasn't practiced yet. So I don't know that he's in a start. And so if you are thinking about a running back in this game for Denver, it's gonna be Williams. Josh talks about sitting both running backs, assuming Melvin Gordon plays. But if he doesn't play, I think you got to fire up Williams. I will also agree with you that the Chiefs have been playing very well as of late. The last four to five weeks, that team has really come to life. I think they're like first or second in a lot of statistical categories um, on defense. So they're starting to come together. Uh, That being said, I, I do want to think that the Denver Broncos come and play well but i i think so the way i am the way this game is unfolding in my head is andy chiefs uh, andy chiefs <laughs> um the, andy reed and, yeah andy reed's chiefs coming off of the bye do tend to play well their offense is coming alive i think they're starting to get hot at the right time here i actually think this is going to be more so like a 31 to 17 type game in the chiefs favor so um the broncos i think will show some life in the beginning of the game but the chiefs will pull away yeah i agree
0: Okay, let's do Monday Night Football, and then we got a couple questions, and then we'll get out of here. Your Patriots against the Bills, and I think, look, man, you've been a Josh Allen guy. I think you're like yeah. low key, low key uh, Josh Allen Bills fan when they don't play the Patriots. Yeah. And right now, the Patriots a half game up in that AFC East. Man, holy smokes! Um, Patriots eight and four, Bills seven and four. Patriots not yet had the bye week, so they have an extra game here over the Bills. Field goal favorite for the Bills at home. 43 over under Mac Jones has been playing unbelievably great run game frustrating as hell for fantasy but Harris and Stevenson getting it done and Hunter Henry is kind of touched on her bus but he's getting touchdowns Jono Smith came to life last week but I'm still not confident with him wide receiver Chris I'd be interested to see how you feel maybe like you watch the Patriots more closely um than I do uh it just doesn't seem like there's a true number one, unless it's my boy, Kendrick Bourne. Let's go. Love it. <laughs> and then for the Bills, you start your studs. It's going to be Allen. It's going to be... Yeah. It, it's going to be Diggs. But then, you know, are you okay with Beasley and Sanders? Meh. And then running backs, maybe it's Matt Breida. And then Dawson Knox, I'm firing up at tight end as well. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude. This game's going to be very, very, very interesting. So a couple of things. Um, I was watching Colin Cowherd today, and he had... NFL films expert name is escaping me, but he went through and showed a couple of plays for Mac Jones last game against Tennessee. And the thing that he wanted to point out is that the media wants to love Mac Jones and the media does love Mac Jones for obvious reasons. He's been playing very well, but he made it very clear. Mac Jones did not have his best game throwing the football against Tennessee and he showed and pointed out a number of plays where that actually came to fruition. Now it's a little deceiving because when you look at Mac Jones' stat line, he had a great game. I think he threw for over 300 yards. I think he had two touchdowns in the air. Um, so he looked fantastic on the on the paper, but he left a lot of plays actually on the field. And so what he said was that he thinks that this is going to be very these are very correctable things that that when um Mac Jones goes back into you know, the lab with, with the team. They're going to point these out, and he's going to come back even better against the Bills. So I say all that because I actually think it's going to be kind of a high-scoring game. Mac Jones will go toe-for-toe with Josh Allen here um, against the uh, against the Bills leading into this week. Now, I do have love for Josh Allen. I do like the Buffalo Bills, but I'm also a shark, and when I smell blood, I want, to, <laughs> I want them to die. I want to ruin the Bills. This is the end of the Bills uh, era. They had their one season. They didn't capitalize. It's all over. The Patriots are back. Um, and we are going to take this division uh, massively over now on the bill side, though. I will say this from a fantasy perspective. The guy I actually think is going to have the most success is going to be Dawson Knox. If the, if the tight end is not the number one position playmaker on the field, the Patriots have a tough time. Typically guarding that particular player. Stefan Diggs is going to get JC Jackson. Cole Beasley is going to be in the slot. He actually could have also have a good game. But then Dawson Knox is going to be kind of roaming around free out there a little bit. Um, obviously, we'll have some kind of coverage, but I think he'll—I think Josh Allen will find him more often than not on broken plays. So look for Dawson Knox to have a good game. I guess Breida, just the way he's been playing, he's been kind of taking over that backfield. Zach Moss has been non-existent. Singletary's never really been the guy. So maybe it's Breida. Um, he's been playing very well. So I think you probably want to go ahead and start Breida. The Pats are like pretty good against the against the against run defense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just, you know, kind of take that for what it is. It'll be a very, very good game to watch. I agree.
0: Good football game. We had a, a couple of barn burners in the last couple of uh, seasons as well with the Bills and the Patriots. Look, man, this is this is tough. The Bills are going to be good for a long time. And if the Patriots can get a resurgence here after last year's Brady hangover, they can be back in it. We'll see what happens. And let's see, you know, if if, if Tua can grow into his own and that defense for the Miami can be good as well. Might have a three-team race there eventually in the AFC East that we used to have when we were kids. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a blowout until Brady showed up, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Episode 510 here. We got the Week 13 NFL game previews. I'm sitting here with Christopher Benavides of the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. Chris, we got a couple of questions from the folks. Let's get through these here, and we'll move on. Pittman, Mark Ingram, or Michelle, if Hendo is out at Flex, we don't have a league setting so we always default to half PPR if we don't tell us. So Pittman, Ingram, or Michelle if Hendo is out. I'm gonna take Ingram. Ingram. Yeah. Ingram is tough for me because it makes sense, but Taysom Hill playing, so he's a running back playing quarterback. More so than Lamar Jackson, ladies and gentlemen, just to make that clear. Secondly, they're they're without Armstead and Ramchek on the offensive line. That makes me nervous. Mm. Uh it's also tonight, um, Thursday night football. So I think I would actually um, go with Pittman against mm-hmm. uh, against Houston. I just like the matchup there. All right, the chosen rose Can Lamar bust this week? Also, Patriots defense or Arizona defense this week here, Chris? Arizona going up against Chicago in Chicago, and, of course, your Patriots against the Bills. Ugh, the Pats are always good, but, yeah, this is a tough one. I'm going to take Arizona versus Chicago. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Arizona as well. Uh, I, again, I do love the off the of bye so. week. They're healthy, extra yeah. game planning. Justin Fields may be coming back, even if it's Dalton, whatever. And then the second one here is can Lamar bust? Uh, can he? Sure. Anybody can. Um, but do you see Lamar Jackson underperforming this week against no. Pittsburgh? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't either. All right. Let's go in here. Full point PPR. Appreciate the format. Thank you. Pick one Gronk, Mark Ingram, or Metcalf at flex. Gronk. Full PPR. Gronk. Oh, man. How to go Gronk? I agree. I agree. Gronk, 123 last week. I mean, he's getting six, seven, eight targets every single week that he's out there. So if he plays yeah. and he stays healthy, of course, he's going to be fine. I agree. A lot of Mark mm-hmm. Ingram questions. Mark Ingram, Miles Gaskin. I think you have to roll Gaskin here. On this I'm going to go Gaskin as well, as Zaynor. Yep. All right. 2K Mats. A question Cordero Patterson or Stefan Diggs. I got to start one. Hold on, got to go both, both popping off. Yeah, and Diggs is having a down year, though. So let's go back to the question. 2K mats, Cordero Patterson or Stefan Diggs? Got to start one. I think you have Patterson here. Um, I'm just nervous about the
1: JC Jackson Diggs matchup. They're going to take him out of the game. I know Diggs is his lights out most of the time, but Bill's very good at making sure he isolates and takes out the best player on the team, which is Diggs.
0: JC Dax- JC Jackson's going to be all over him, so. agree. Cordero Patterson has been the entire offense for the Atlanta Falcons for the majority of the season we saw last week. Deep catches, great running. He's playing very well as a running back as well. Um, This is no longer a gimmick. He's just straight up a good running back. He's a great receiver, and they're using him all over the field. I agree. I'll go with Cordero Patterson. If the Bills weren't playing the Patriots, I'd probably lean Diggs. But I agree with you, Chris. Belichick takes away the number one threat. It's not a running back. It's going to have to be Diggs. And JC Jackson has been playing very, very well. Um, let's see. falls up here. Matt's up to tough for sure. Thank you. I was thinking Cordero Patterson mostly because of pass defense. It's exactly so. Yeah, we are going to go with Patterson yeah. there as well. All right, Chris, we got through it, man. Week 13 game previews. Appreciate you. And uh, please let everybody know where they can find all of the commission fantasy football content.
1: Yeah, appreciate everyone joining. Uh, you can go find us over on all notable podcast platforms. Platforms, Apple, Spotify, and Google, um, Amazon Music as well. Uh, the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. You can go check us over at our website, the uh, and go copy yourself the playbook. It's a free newsletter it comes out every Tuesday. Our team uh, writes all the content, gets you prepped for the week, drops right after Monday Night Football um, over at the forward slash the dash playbook. And then finally, our social handles, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter
0: at the Commission FFP. My man. Always your pleasure, brother. Appreciate you coming through. One last question here. Earthy Lynx comes in at the last second here. What do you think about Tyler Higby or Tyler Conklin? I'm going to go with Conklin here.
1: Yeah, I'll go with – man, I want to go with Hig, uh, um, Conklin, but I think Higby is going to be a guy that they're going to – excuse me, they're going to lean on more without Woods. So.
0: Higby against Jacksonville, Conklin against Detroit. Uh, I'm just going to take the overall offense. I, the Rams are probably going to run the Jags. I think it's going to be a lot of running. And, um, you know, maybe they try to get Odell involved a little bit more here in this one, but uh, I'm going to ride with Conklin on that one. Sure. All right, folks. Appreciate everyone tuning in here. Make sure you find the rest of the squad every Sunday morning on the start sit show right here on YouTube, wherever you're listening. I appreciate everybody's, uh, you know, get, we're getting to the nitty gritty here and I appreciate everyone coming back every single week. So find us right here on YouTube. Also streaming on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on the East Coast, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. on the West Coast for the live start, sit, show. Tune in to catch the rest of the team. Chris, it's always a pleasure, brother. Thank you for spending some time with us. Best of luck to you and the rest of the commish crew. We'll catch you next week, everybody. This episode and all episodes are brought to you by Bet Online and the Believe Podcast Network. I want to give a shout-out to our new sponsor, Lightbox, and, of course, Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Good luck to everybody this week. Bob will be back with you here with another episode coming up, and I will get the TCK Listener League episode out to you shortly as well. Best of luck to everybody for Christopher Venabetes and the rest of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. <laughs>